You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome. You're listening to the Golf Under Par podcast. As the title suggests, on the Gup, we talk about all things relating to golf performance so you can golf under par. While listening, you'll hear discussion on all facets of golf, physical, mental, and whatever else will make you a better golfer. I'm your host, Dr. Jeremy McCullough. I'm a golfer myself, as well as a physical therapist and strength coach. Let's take this journey together to golf under par. Thank you for listening. Now let's dive in. Jim had posted a a question on the video I was just referencing, and he asked if there were if it was good to stretch after a round and if so what stretches to do so i figured i'd answer those questions because if that's if he's asking that question i'm sure there's other people that are asking it so i figured i'd take it just a step farther today and talk a little bit more about recovery not just what stretches you can do after your post round first off the answer is yes i think it's a great idea to stretch all right before a round, we, we hear about that static stretches aren't very good for you because it reduces your ability to generate power, all right? So before the round, you want to do dynamic movements, okay? We've talked about that. If you guys have questions about that, just comment those. We'll get to them. We'll talk talk about them and, and make sure that you guys feel comfortable with the dynamic format, especially as a lot of these courses, it sounds like they're going to start being opening up if you were closed or your weather is getting nice enough that you're getting out there more regularly. So just want to make sure that you guys feel comfortable with that dynamic warm up. And now what we're going to talk about with the recovery afterwards so that you can, can get back, you know, play as much as you want. Right. That's, that's what everybody wants to do is be able to play when you want to play. Right. So a few things. One of the best tools for recovery is active movement because that means those muscles are pumping all right, they are going to be pumping any byproducts of activity out of the area. All right, so great things to do are, you know, a gentle walk, okay, uh, maybe a bike ride, but really just kind of any movement, especially the, it's just one of the worst things you can do. And it maybe not as much into like golf, but after a workout, if you just go and sit down on the couch, that's one of the worst things that you can do because basically you just let everything stagnate you don't like to make those muscles have to contract and relax or anything along those lines and so they just tend to be getting maybe stiff or or something along those lines so it's just not the best practice to do that and so that's why i recommend highly to go through some movements some stretches all right after playing around so a lot of the ones i'm going to talk about are ones you can do right after getting your clubs off the cart or after putting your clubs into into your car uh, that you can do right there at the car before you hop in and you sit and drive back home, okay? But that doesn't mean that it ends just with right after, immediately after the round. Like I said, just kind of walking and moving around is going to be good, just having some general movement. Everybody should be be moving at least 30 minutes a day. Obviously, if you are going to be walking around, you're going to get a lot of walking in. So uh, walking may not be, the, be what you want to do, but just doing some gentle movements it could be even as simple as pumping the ankle and kicking the, the legs out while you're 
while you're rusting, okay? That way you aren't just static, all right? You want to get, you want to be, be able to move so that those muscles are pumping in and out. So one of my favorite things to kind of do after a round to just kind of get some movement in is simple mountain pose, some yoga, like a, uh, I just forgot the word, sun salutation. That's what they call it. Anyways, and I don't go through a full sun salutation or anything, but I go through what, what they call mountain pose or tadasana and going in a forward fold down to the toes. So basically standing up tall, hands overhead. You can take a club up overhead as well if you want and going down like you're going to touch your toes and then back up and you're leaning back with, with the hands over your head. And so that's causing you to go in your spine into an extended position and a flex position. The flex position is going to help loosen up maybe some of those muscles in the back that may have been we'll say used or aggravated during during the repeated swinging motion especially if you're having poor hip mobility but we've talked about that and we won't go into that topic right now but so might will be good just getting that spine to go through its full movements and then doing some spinal twists just a nice standing position where you're just rotating the shoulders again you can put that club on the shoulders behind your head and have that rotation there and just let the let the spine just go through that general movement. You can do some side bends with that as well, where you're bringing if you have the club on your sh on your shoulders, you're bringing elbow down to the, the hip or the opposite knee, whatever however you want to think of it. So those are just some general movements that I enjoy, and I like to do like leg swings because I think that feels good on my on my hips and my hamstrings there. And so those are just some general movement that I might do, maybe some squats or something along those lines after a round just to pump some some of that fluid out and just get moving so i'm not i just you know went through or i just played 18 you know i just went through 80 strokes of making that same same movement well granted half of those are going to probably be my putts but um that's that's what i what i like to do okay it's just kind of get some of that general movement in now when you're talking specifically about stretches so one of my one of the ones I like to do is I'll take either uh, you know on the cart or on the uh, back of my car or something like that, hands on there and leaning forward, hinging at the hips. And so that's just kind of that stretch for that low back, holding about 10, 15 seconds is one that I'll usually do. You can even progress this into what's called a down dog. All right, basically it's just lowering the hands to a lower surface. In down dog, you're getting your hands down to the ground. And you're doing that same thing, basically making your body into a triangle with the ground. So your arms and trunk and your legs make two sides of the triangle and the ground makes the bottom of the triangle. All right. So that is a great stretch because it's for that whole posterior chain. It gets the arms above the head. So you get a stretch to the shoulders if, if that's something you need. It gets a stretch to the back and the hips and all the way down the hamstrings and into the gastrocs or the calves. Sorry. Anatomy popped in the brain there but so those all those muscles get stretched it's pretty much that whole backside of the body can get a good stretch in that down dog so I, I really like that that exercise or that stretch there and you can rock your your heels in and out kind of raising them off the ground and then trying to get one down to the ground and then raising the other one and go putting it down to the ground and so back and forth alternating to improve those those muscles extensibility and giving them a good stretch all right 
Another one that I like for the for the back in particular is just we talked about this of being on your back and laying the, the knees down to each side. You put them together, feet together, knees together, and then let them fall in each direction, left and right, and then just oscillate back and forth. This is a very calming movement for, for the low back muscles. Okay, and so that's why I think this is a great one. Great one you can do at home after you've you've played around and you're you know at home sitting around or whatnot you can just kind of get on the floor on or something along those lines and let those legs just fall back and forth there okay now after the rounds you want to stretch some of these other muscles here another a muscle that i like to stretch out for for most people that they find beneficial is the hamstring taking that heel and putting it on an elevated surface so it, you can put it on like the bumper the back of the, of the trunk in your car if you're able to have that flexibility, if not, you can just straighten it out in front of you, one foot in front of the other, and then start to lean forward. Big thing is you want to keep that chest up, right? You want to keep the back neutral. So think like the from the from the buttock, you're just tipping forward, right? It's just like that hinge position, that deadlift position. We want to keep the back nice and neutral, like you have a stick in your back, and you don't want to lose that that point of contact, and you'll get that stretch in the back of the hamstring. And you can do that with both sides. And, you know, the higher the heel is up, the less you're going to have to lean forward from, all right? So, and if you really focus on keeping that pelvis from dumping backwards, which is just letting the hamstrings are basically pulling your pelvis posteriorly or backwards, all right, then you're going to lose the stretch on the hamstrings. That's why you want to keep that nice and tall, keeping a nice neutral spine is going to just really pull on both sides of that hamstring, which goes down past the knee. All right, so you got from the knee, you got up to the pelvis. And if you keep both of those points going away from each other, that is going to increase that stretch there. With the hamstring stretch, I like holding that for 30 seconds or more. All right, once you get to up to 60 seconds, there's usually not really any more benefit, okay? You've lost your optimal range, but that 30 to 60 seconds is the ideal range. The older you are, the longer you wanna hold. Your body just doesn't respond as well to stretches. So that is what I recommend for people, usually 50, 55, 60 years old, you start going, okay, now you're going to hold for that close to that 60 second range is more going to be ideal or optimal for you. Okay. All right. And then for a stretch for the hips, I really like sitting on, on the bumper or the trunk of your, or the bed of your truck or whatever you got, having a seat there and you're basically crossing the the ankle at the knee to the other the other leg okay and then you're going to lean forward over that leg that's going to give you a real good stretch in that hip pocket i usually call the hip pocket is the we put you're wearing a pair of jeans or slacks put your hand in your back pocket that is the hip pocket that's where you'll feel it okay so having that leg crossed puts the muscles on on some stretch or on tension there and then that lean forward really gets that pull in that hip so whichever leg you crossed over whichever ankle is on the knee that's the leg where you're going to feel that in the hip okay it can also again you want to not round through the back in this so you want to think about staying up tall with the chest as you lean forward so that it pulls on the hip and not necessarily in the back we already did that forward fold for for the low back and posterior chain or the down dog for that so you want to make sure that you're targeting that hip. The other one that I find most people 
have beneficial is like a couch stretch and that's for like the front of the thigh and the hip flexors okay and so this one depending on on where you are okay you may not want to put your knee down on the ground maybe there's grass if you're on gravel or something like that in a good place so if you don't have like a cushion or something like that to put on the ground it may not be very comfortable but you're going to get into a kneeling position with one leg in front of you and kneeling just on the one knee ideally with that foot elevated that's going to put tension on the whole front side of that thigh okay and then you're going to tip the pelvis posteriorly by squeezing the glute and pulling up pulling up with the abs on the pubic bone all right thinking like from the pubic bone you've got a rope and you're pulling that up that's going to tip the the pelvis posteriorly and that's going to create a nice stretch for the hip flexors okay so you squeeze you tighten up the abs by pulling and squeeze that glute and that's going to tip that pelvis posteriorly or backwards and that's going to put tension on the hip flexors in the quad the higher the elevated the foot is the more stretch you're going to get on that quad okay so those are some of the big the big hitters that i that i usually recommend for some for most people and that's usually that's pretty much all lower body and low back uh because that's a lot of times where most people have a lot of stiffness the other one that i would probably recommend for some people is either a doorway stretch where you're getting your hands out and wide now if you've got clubhouse where you're where you're stretching out that works fine now if you don't just take a club and you can kind of take it up just hit the little wind chime hanging above me um you're taking the hands up and behind you get that stretch you can go work them out a little bit wider on the club and you'll feel that pull through the pec or the chest muscles there okay so either one they're essentially the same same concept one is just allows you to put step into a door frame with your hands up about your head height and that will get you that stretch through the pec okay and that's mostly because you spent time hunched over a ball right you're you're using those muscles to to make your swing all right so we want to make sure that we're loosening up and majority of us have tight uh chests right we need to open them up more so with a stretch is just a good one to do in general for most people now if you're having neck problems or wrist problems and you want to you want to address those so those, the ones that i've given you so far are all pretty generalized for most people are going to find it beneficial but the if you have neck or wrist issues you're going to want to address those as well right so with forearm for stretching the forearm really just wanting to take the wrist up and down so where the palms going down and the palms coming up right so you're getting both of those ranges you can do it two ways where you're using the opposite hand to put pressure so you can do almost what we call prayer and you push them together and that might give you the stretch that you're looking for on the bottom side of your forearm okay on the the non-hairy side we'll, we'll we'll call it for those who aren't sure what i'm talking about uh or you can do it the opposite a reverse prayer stretch where you're putting the back of the hands together and you're bringing those elbows down and to get the the stretch on to the top of the, the forearm there or the hairy side right so you could do that another one i like to do to people is is just basically grabbing the wrist with the opposite hand and pulling up towards the the shoulder or the elbow it doesn't matter where you grab really but you grab that and you pull towards the elbow and then make it go through the hand going down and up with that and if you really get a good grip on that you'll feel that pulling it almost in some ways gives you almost like a feel of an indian burn but it really loosens up the those muscles a, a pretty good deal because you got some pressure on them as you're squeezing there and 
you're going through that active motion. And so you, you can do that on both sides as well. It's just a tip that I, that I like to do sometimes for somebody that's having some wrist, wrist issues there, forearm issues. Like if you got, you know, if you're starting to have that pain in the elbow, golfer's elbow, tennis elbow, um, either one there it depends, you know, that usually comes from you're trying to control that club face and it usually comes from uh, impact in the ground. So it just kind of depends on what you're having going on and your, your, your skill level with, with the club. So those are good ones to, to loosen up the wrist. If that's something that's been then bothering you, the neck, usually for most people, it's going to be the upper trap. That's going to be tight. And that's from, if you have not really good neck mobility and you're constantly rotating, getting that shoulder turn and trying to keep your head down on the uh, eyes on the ball there, you're going to get a lot of tension between the ear and the top of the shoulder. And so just getting, usually I would recommend getting some pressure on it and then you're going to tilt to the opposite side that you're putting pressure on, taking the ear to the shoulder. Usually the common problem that I see with people doing that is they, they tend to, uh, turn and that takes away some of that stretch. So you want to keep, try to keep staying looking forward as you do that. And you can get that good stretch through there. Okay. That's usually what I'll recommend for people that are having some, maybe some neck issues there. And so that's really, really some of the, the main stretches that I recommend for most people to go through, uh, you know, but really it comes down to what are the, what are you having issues with and, that is what you want to target, especially post post round. So if you are having hip flexor issues, make sure you get a hip flexor stretch in. If you're having some low back issues after a round, then then you know that you need to make sure you get your low back in. Uh, if your hip mobility is is limited, then great opportunity after you've been walking around, you're warmed up. Okay, that's when the muscles are going to respond the most to to the stretching. So warming after the round is a perfect time to get those in. So any of your mobility drills that you may be doing on a regular basis just to improve your game, it's a great opportunity. So hopefully that answers some of the questions there about stretches and what you can do a post round. Uh, like I said, the active recovery is great. Just moving that, moving around there. The other thing I'd like to touch on just from a recovery standpoint is hydration and sleep, right? Most of us don't get enough sleep. And so we want to make sure that we're getting a good amount of sleep. That's one of the best recovery times. Our body spends a lot of time during that to, uh, heal itself. So we want to make sure that we're getting adequate amount of sleep so that it, it can properly do that. It can properly recover so that the next day we don't feel as uh, less energized. That's not the word groggy uh, or uh, that along those lines. So the other thing is hydration. So big thing with golf is getting dehydrated. And that's usually because most people aren't taking the measures to stay hydrated during the round. Okay. So every pound that you lose of water is obviously 16 ounces that you need to replenish and recommended that you replenish 25 to 40% more than that. So if we were to weigh ourselves before round and after rounds and see how much we weighed uh, each time, then we can, take that and say, okay, I need to drink 16 ounces for every pound and basically add um, add 25% to that. So let's say we lost four pounds. We got 16 ounces. So we got 16, 32, 48, 64 ounces. And then we got to take 25% of that uh, 
just for easy math, we'll just say we need to add another, no, not even easy math. So, um, but 60, 20, that would be about what? Three ounces that we would need to add into that make, yeah. So then that is what we would recommend is making sure that we're getting in that many ounces. Okay. And that's going to help make sure that we are, are replenished in order to avoid losing so much, right? Ideally, we wouldn't want to lose four pounds of water, right? That would be a lot. Um, and it's not uncommon to have it on a hot day, especially in the south with all the humidity. So to lose a lot of water there. So we want to make sure that we're sipping throughout. Usually recommend the recommendations like every 20, 30 minutes, making sure you're drinking. I want to say it was like, it's like eight, six, six to eight ounces is usually what, what they recommend. And so I just tell people, all right, every hole, all right, you got your go on walking from the green to the tee box or something like that, or before you tee off or just after you tee off, make sure you're, you're getting some, some water in you, right? You're taking some sips there and drinking a good amount and filling up every, every opportunity you get. Okay. Um, you don't want to drink too much. That will just kind of bog you down. Right. And, and make you have to go to the bathroom. But if you're sipping a little bit here and here and there throughout the holes, uh, especially doing it every hole, um, and maybe even between every swing, then you're more likely to stay hydrated. You're not going to get thirsty. Once you start feeling like you are thirsty, it's already too late. You are already dehydrated. You're going to be facing a battle uphill battle to get back to that right so make sure that your best way to make sure that you don't get to that point is just that you're sipping every 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 single hole because a hole should take you somewhere 10 20 minutes right in, right in that range so if you're doing that every hole you're meeting those recommendations and you just got to make sure that you're getting enough in uh, at those times as well so that in a nutshell is what you can do to help improve your, your recovery, get you some stretches in, you can get some active movement. So if you are looking for something specific for your needs, you have to know what you need to do. And that means an assessment. So I always recommend people to get assessed. Uh, and I'm working on a home assessment here. I've got to get put some videos together to it to the video um, to the home assessment. And then I'm going to offer it to you guys for free so that you can assess yourself, assess your mobility, assess your power, assess your speed. Okay. Um, I'm going to put a bonus of assessing your strength, but you kind of need a little bit more equipment. All the other stuff you can pretty much do on your own or make it so you can do it on your own at home. Uh, and that way you can see where you, where you meet up against or compare against your peers. And that's really helpful, especially when it's broken down to age brackets because oftentimes we look at, oh, yeah, you know, we got pros and we got amateurs. Well, amateurs range from the junior golfer up to the senior golfer. So it's really hard to, to say who's who, all right, and or what's ideal for, for different age brackets. But got it working down into those different age brackets so we can know exactly what is uh, required or what is would be expected uh, of you, right? So that's something that coming pretty soon for you guys. If you're interested in that, comment below. I'll make sure to, to tag you when I – I'm ready to, to send that out to everybody. Like I said, I just got to get some videos together, make some finishing edits on it, and it will be ready hopefully within the next week uh, there. But 
Again, if you guys have any questions, comment below. I'll try to get to them. I haven't seen anything pop up yet, so hopefully I'm not missing some some Facebook. Uh, and so then let us. Uh, so just let me know. I'll try to do my best to answer those questions and get to to those. Just like I'm answering gems right now. So promise that I'm gonna answer them. I'll get somebody to answer them. Hopefully you guys can get some get around in here pretty soon. Take care. Hey guys, if you enjoyed this content, please give us a five star rating on iTunes so that we can get this in front of more people. Thank you. Do you want to take your fitness to the next level? Join our Golf Fitness Tips Facebook group to learn more about how you can improve your fitness and improve your golf game by helping your potential through mobility, strengthening, and wellness tips. Again, our Facebook group is Golf Fitness Tips. We'll see you there. Have a good one.